All right. This is the Conversation Cannabis and Christianity podcast. My name is Miguel Torres and I'm your host. And this episode is titled Life as You Know It, Part Two, The Future, Your Future. We all have visions of our future. We all have a picture for what we want our future to look like. Now, how that picture comes to be is going to be subjective. But when we look at that picture of what we have in store for our own life, we are definitely coloring it. And I don't mean with paint colors. I mean, every day we are coloring our life. And we're choosing what we color it with. And the picture that you have of your future, it's a good idea to see what you're coloring it with. And to be honest, and to be honest with what you're coloring it with. Too often, revenge wants to creep into the future. It wants to have a big piece of the picture in our future. And there's no peace with that, nor is there love. So it's hard to paint a future with love and then try to sneak revenge in somewhere it doesn't belong. Now, that sounds kind of contrasting, but when you think about things that bother you on a daily basis, we are in this world where entertainment and news is if it bleeds, it leads. It's kind of strange. It's very strange. Not kind of strange. It's all the way strange. So, your future. I don't think people plan for a bad future unless they buy into a cliche. Unless they buy into somebody's limitation of their life. Maybe I didn't say that right. Maybe somebody's bought into what someone said about them and it was severely limiting. And they chose to believe it for their future. They're here and now in the future. And what we do with that, what do we do with that? What do we do with that? What we do with it is we walk it out every day. We walk it out every day. Now there's a, a lot of references to future in the Bible. I found one reference to destiny, and it wasn't a positive use of the word. It was capitalized too, which is interesting. As in Isaiah. But the word future, the word future is in the Bible quite a bit. I'm not going to hit all the one, all of the uh, different points. But I am going to hit four. Two of them are in one because they're that close together. The use of the word is that close together. And that's uh, 
It's not this one. First one I'm going to read to you is Proverbs 23, 15 through 23. And this is King Solomon writing on this one. My son, if your heart is wise, my own heart also will be glad. My innermost being will rejoice when your lips speak what is right. Do not let your heart envy sinners, but live in awe of the Lord always. Certainly there is a future, and your hope will not be cut off. Listen, my son, and be wise, and direct your heart in the way. And direct your heart in the way. Do not be with heavy drinkers of wine or with gluttonous eaters of meat. For the heavy drinker and the glutton will come to poverty, and drowsiness will clothe one with rags. Listen to your father who fathered you, and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy truth and do not sell it. Get wisdom, instruction, and understanding. I'm going to go back to where I used the word future. Certainly there is a future, and your hope will not be cut off. When you live in awe of the Lord. The word there is fear, but here's the thing is, fear is used almost simultaneously with awe. And here's why. Many of the people, all the people who are recorded to have encountered an angel or some type of angelic being all prostrated themselves on the ground that means they laid face down on the ground and the first words that the angel or jesus said to them was do not be afraid do not be afraid so in the in the presence of that power and that love because that's what it is first is love The words out of that being were, do not be afraid. So that's why it matters. When you live in awe of the Lord always, certainly there is a future and your hope will not be cut off. Now there's a couple more other times, actually three other times in Proverbs that the word future is used. The next one is in verse or chapter 24. And I'm going to, it's two references to it. I'm going to read it for you now. Do not be envious of evil people, nor desire to be with them. For their minds plot violence, and their lips talk of trouble. By wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge the rooms are filled with all excuse me, precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong and a person of knowledge increases power. For by wise guidance you will wage war, and in an abundance of counselors there is victory. Wisdom is too exalted for a fool. He does not open his mouth at the gate. One who plans to do evil, people will call a schemer. The devising of foolishness is sin, and the scoffer is an abomination to humanity. If you show yourself lacking courage on the day of distress, your strength is meager, 
Rescue those who are being taken away to death. And those who are staggering to the slaughter, oh, hold them back. If you say, see, we did not know this. Does he who weighs the hearts not consider it? And does he who watches over your soul not know it? And will he not repay a person according to his work? My son, eat honey, for it is good. Yes, the honey from the comb is sweet to your taste. Know that wisdom is the same for your soul. If you find it, then there will be a future. Know that wisdom is the same for your soul. Yes, the honey for the comb is sweet to the taste. Know that wisdom is the same for your soul. If you find it, then there will be a future. And your hope will not be cut off. And that is in awe of the Lord. I'm going to keep going. Do not lie in ambush, you wicked person, against the home of the righteous. Do not destroy his resting place. For a righteous person falls seven times and rises again. But the wicked stumble in time of disaster. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls. And do not let your heart rejoice when he stumbles. Otherwise, the Lord will see and be displeased and turn his anger away from him. Do not get upset because of evildoers or be envious of the wicked. For there will be no future for the evil person. The lamp of the wicked will be put out. That's interesting. Interesting how Solomon couches all this stuff because if Solomon did fall and fail horrendously. But it doesn't mean he didn't leave a lot of good stuff for us to learn from before then. So the next one is Proverbs 31, which is the last chapter of Proverbs. And it's a good one. This one's a bit different. Now, this one is, it's titled, this is the way it's read. The words of King Lemuel. Now let's check this out. The pronouncement which his mother taught him. This is mother teaching him. <clears throat> what, my son, and what son of my womb, and what son of, son of my vows? Do not give your strength to women, or your ways, women plural is what it says, or your ways to that which destroys kings. Or your ways to that which destroys kings. It is not for kings Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine. Or for rulers to desire intoxicating drink. Otherwise, they will drink and forget what is decreed. And pervert the rights of all the needy. Give intoxicating drink to one who is perishing. And, one, and wine to those whose life is bitter. Let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his trouble no more. Open your mouth for the people who cannot speak, for the rights of all the unfortunate. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and defend the rights of the poor and needy. Now I'm going to say something about that right now. This is Lemuel's mother teaching him how to rule justly as a king. Communion is wine and bread, the bread and the wine. 
two different things, okay? All right, I'm going to continue on. We're on verse 10. <clears throat> and now this is, remember, this is Lemuel's mother teaching him this. And this is what she says to him. An excellent wife, who can find her? For her worth is far above jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She looks for wool and linen and works with her hands in delight. She is like merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is still night and gives food to her household and portions to her attendants. She considers a field and buys it. From her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She surrounds her waist with strength and makes her arms strong. She senses that her profit is good. Her lamp does not go out at night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff, and her hands grasp the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor, and she stretches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her households are clothed with scarlet. She makes coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies belts in the tradesmen. Strength and dignity are her clothing and she smiles at the future. Strength and dignity are her clothing and she smiles at the future. I'm going to say it again because it's really, really good. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she smiles at the future. She opens her mouth in wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She watches over the activities of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman who is in awe of the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the product of her hands, and let her work praise her in the gates. That was good. I like that. That is really, really cool. <clears throat> really, really good stuff. I like that. And she smiles at the future. That's just too cool. That is. All right. Now, the next ver uh, mentions of the future are in Isaiah. And you know what? They're positive. They're about Israel having a future of joy and happiness. They're very positive. Now, not every free, uh, reference to the future is positive in the Bible. But in order to move forward into our future, there does need to be forgiveness. Forgiveness of others and forgiveness of ourselves. Because you can't, because you can't move into the future in peace without plotting revenge 
if you haven't forgiven others and yourself. Unforgiveness leads to revenge and it leads to self-destruction. It's like a walking civil war inside you. That's what unforgiveness is. So to walk into your future with more peace, it's my hope and prayer that you forgive others and forgive yourself. This is the Conversation Cannabis and Christianity Podcast. My name is Miguel Torres, and I'm your host. And this was Life As You Know It, Part 2, The Future, Your Future. Love you all.